Welcome to New Shooter Canada. Please remember that the show's content and word pronunciation is simply the opinion of the hosts and their guests. Well, I like guns, and I like being free. Because I'm armed, you can't take that from me, and you should know it. Hello, and welcome to New Shooter Canada, episode 214. And we have a very special episode today. Uh, with me, I have Sarah. Hello. Good evening, Sarah and Wanda. Hey, how's it going? Not bad. And if you guys haven't guessed it, it's a ladies' night episode. I'm so excited to get finally get chatting with the both of you together. So let's get started, shall we? Uh, how about we start off with our usual, what did we do in guns? So we'll go with Sarah. Okay, so uh, I haven't been doing that much, obviously. Um, it Well, currently our range is shut down with the new lockdown measures we have in Ontario. But uh, last month I was able to get out to the range to shoot an IDPA match with Mike um, at one of the clubs. So that was uh, fun to get back out there. I don't tend to get out that much, just child care is hard to find some days for uh, watching I don't blame you <laughs> yeah so uh it was it was good um I enjoyed the setup we've been to a couple that they've run like this where they uh have two shooters going at once and they have six stages so you almost shoot like three very quickly like you'll shoot it all half the match back to back so you do oh, one okay. two three and then you flip. So it's smaller squads. It's very fast, which is nice. I like the efficiency of it. And um, I find that even though they might be smaller stages, they're still very challenging um, mentally. You have to really think about what you're doing to make it uh, a, a successful stage. So gotcha. I am enjoying that. Um, it did remind me, though, that I need to do more prep or pay more attention during the walkthroughs um, because, like, on the very first stage, I was like, oh, I know where I'm going. And then I started shooting and I realized I couldn't see the targets very well. And I didn't really have a plan of how to move to see said targets. So it was a lot of weaving back and forth. Oh, I don't blame you there. But no, yeah. I got to ask, are you as meticulous then as Mike or is that something that you're trying to pick up? From him. I'm trying to pick up if we go to like a, a big match um, I tend to like make little notes during my walkthroughs with him and I'm usually trying to talk to him and he's trying you know to make a plan so I think he gets annoyed sometimes but he does a good <laughs> job hiding it I would get annoyed with me <laughs> uh, so I, I was doing that before and then when I stopped shooting for a second baby I definitely haven't got back into that habit because I wasn't able to really get out to the range before COVID happened because COVID started when he was only six months. So yes, I need to get right. back into it, get my plan going. Um, I also need to remember the rules for what I'm shooting because I was feeling really good about like a reload I did and I got a penalty because I left loaded ammo on the ground, which you can do in I-Core if sick, but you can't do an IDPA. So just got to remember which game I'm playing to remember the rules. I don't blame you there. Oh my goodness. That's a lot though. Yeah. Like when you, when you actively participate in both and like you said, you've been out of the routine for such a, a long time. Mm -hmm. I don't blame you. So yeah, but it's good to make those mistakes and it'll just teach you to get back into it. Right. So yeah. Mike said it was a great reload. He didn't even see me do it. It was so smooth. It just <laughs> was nice. the wrong game for that nice smooth reload. <laughs> nice. Jeez. Um, yeah. The only other thing I've been doing is playing like the target shooting game on like the Wii, which yeah. is 
That's <laughs> <laughs> as close as I got to the range lately. I did beat Mike on that though, so <laughs> clearly I'm the better shot. So do you have like Funny. the original Wii or the Wii U? Yeah. No, we got the original one. Uh, it's good with like uh, Leela loves it because she gets to move around a little bit more. And I was playing for her because she was getting frustrated because she wasn't getting any any of the targets. So she asked me to play. Oh, wow. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. How old is Mila? She's going to be five in the summer. Oh, wow. wow yeah. So she should big. start getting into her games then. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, she loves Mario Kart. <laughs> Good for her. I can't believe she's that old already. Sarah. I know. She was a wee those little baby at so those fast. charity shoots. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. Time flies when you're having fun, right? Oh, definitely. I can't believe she's going to be five. <laughs> Crazy. Is she what a chatty? Of course. Yeah. She talks for her and she talks enough for Redmond and <laughs> us all combined. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of you when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Wanda? How did, uh, what have you been up to in guns? Well, because of COVID, we haven't really done a whole lot. Um, uh, this year, we've done nothing. And uh, last year, we got out to the range um, late summer for um, a little bit. And you know what? I love um, printing off the maple seed. You know, they have uh, a monthly challenge that they do every month. Yeah. And uh, I print off those, and, and so we'll do some maple seed shooting with my 22. And um, other than that, we really didn't do a whole lot. I don't have – my son got his license, so that's been kind of fun. And his girlfriend also got her license. Oh, so the four of us have been going out doing some shooting. We did that last year. We all joined the same club. So that was fun to get out with him and, and do some shooting. And, and uh, yeah, we just just been doing maple seed stuff with uh, working on our, on our aim and sighting in our scopes and, and uh, uh, working with the, um, uh, with the maple seed methods that uh, we learned and, yeah. yeah, I'll have to print out some of those. I'm I'm not sure if you guys have been listening at all, but uh, Josh had signed both of us up for our first maple seed this year. Yeah, so oh. super excited about it, but I'm definitely nervous because I've only participated in one official competition, and it was the partisan rifle shoot back in. I feel like it was September. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not a so, competition though, right? Like it's just it's just yeah. a learning session to kinda like yeah. it's really good. You'll really like it. Yeah. But it it's a challenge to me though. It like, is. Oh for put, sure. It, yeah, it's putting my, my skills to the test and um to me that's almost a competition in itself. for myself. So Yeah. Def- I oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. You want that patch. Yeah, but, yeah, definitely. If I could get it the first round, wouldn't that be awesome? That would that's, be amazing. That's quite an achievement, yeah. That would yeah, be amazing. but Thomas is just like, beat Josh. That's all I care about. <laughs> right? I did the same thing. I had to beat George. That was my my goal. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if I can. Josh is quite a good shooter. I'm, yeah. I'm very impressed with the way he handles himself and... I, I know we're both newbies and he's probably a year ahead of myself. So I'm very excited to be, you know, up in there, but I, I can see where his skills are definitely a little more relaxed and 
natural than mine are. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, that's good for you, Wanda, for taking at least advantage and doing some of those maple seed challenges. That's awesome. And yeah. I, I hope that you and your family were able to uh, participate more once COVID kind of chills its little butt down, right? I know, right? I yeah. am too. Uh, we, um, and later on, I'll talk about this a little bit more, but we did some shooting out in uh, range in Guelph. And uh, I really liked that club that we went to. And uh, so I'd really love to go back out there and do some more shooting. But like yeah. I said, it's COVID. So yeah, which one was that? Uh, it's one in Guelph. I forget the name of it. Just outside of Guelph? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where I did the partisan rifle shoot. It's a really cool club. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's really beautiful. It's huge. It is. And how many ports did they have? Oh, my goodness, in each one. So they had, like, their skeet shoot, and then they had at least three outdoor ranges. Um, and then, what, two indoor? It was really cool. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that. We only went to their silhouette range, so. Oh, very cool. Yeah, that was really cool. I, That's awesome. So, yeah. Well, I have to say the same about me. We haven't been able to do much. Uh, we had, our club had made the original decision to stay open until this massive tightening of the uh, lockdown happened. So the club shut down. But uh, Josh had been waiting and waiting and waiting for his transfer papers to come through when they finally came. Yay. Yeah. So we were, we made a road trip to Waterloo to pick up uh, his new Ruger Wrangler. So um, someone had purchased one and never shot it. So he was just super stoked about the price. And, but we had to wait almost six weeks. I think it was for the, yeah, it was ridiculous because the guy got his within the seller got it within two weeks and we tried calling the RCMP several times and they said, well, there's nothing wrong with your paperwork, but you have to contact the uh, chief firearms officer of Ontario. So we're like, okay, so that's what we were doing. Not getting any messages back. He sent, I think it was three emails, eight phone calls with voicemails and it was just ridiculous. So I find it really hit and miss. Like Mike bought a a revolver or, or I think it was a revolver earlier this year and he, he got it in like two weeks. Yeah. I bought um, an MMP core last year at the, of course, beginning of March. So maybe this is the issue. I actually yeah. forgot I had purchased it until they called and told me they were ready to ship it, that oh, they had gotten geez. like, and I was what? like, what are you talking? Oh, right. I bought a gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can tell it was really at the top of my mind there. <laughs> so oh, I just, I find it so hit and miss. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Now, do you find with all your other shopping, you're kind of like that when packages show up at your house and you're like, oh, right, I forgot about it. Uh, <laughs> sometimes the past year more than I can admit, or I'm just surprised it's here already. Uh, I have a, I have Amazon Prime, so there's a lot of stuff showing up at our house. <laughs> I hear ya. I hear ya. And Mike's up during the day, so I can't even like sneak it in. Like he's, ans- he's seeing the packages. He brings them in. So oh, Yeah. George is on the road through the week, so I get to sneak mine in, and he doesn't even know. (laughs) (laughs) Mike's ordering just as much as I am. I'm not to listen to this episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hear you. But, yeah, 
we were excited though that we were able to pick it up so I got to hold it and I I have to say I'm really excited to play with it I'm glad that I can borrow it now and and have some fun with it uh, with Josh's supervision of course so very excited it was just a nice uh, solid piece uh to to play around with and i think it'll be a lot of fun i i think i've only shot one revolver before and it's only a 22 but that's that's what i like to shoot at this point in time so i'm i'm really excited about it but that's that's about it for because a lockdown you you know it's just really affected everybody Mm -hmm. unfortunately but we do what we can right yeah yeah it's a good time for dry firing absolutely do you do dry firing no, but um, it's good if I wanted to start, I guess. I, I feel like I, can, I don't have time to dry fire, but Mike makes time and he has less time than me. So well, I probably could if I was, if I wanted to. Well, that, that's the thing, right? We all have yeah. to kind of get in the mindset of what our priorities are. But as a parent, I'm sure, and Wanda can speak for that, I'm sure, her end as well. There's so much that you feel you tend to put as a lady, put yourself uh, behind everybody else. Everybody else is forefront. And when it comes to the things that you want to do, whether it's extracurricular activities or self-care, that always gets pushed aside. So it gets yeah. easier when the kids get older. You can you can introduce that stuff again. Yeah. But when the kids are young, it's hard to do. Yeah. I definitely. I definitely would agree with that one. So yeah, I I'm at the stage where my uh, all four of the children now have more independence. So so between Josh and I, we have two eight-year-olds, a six-year-old, and a five-year-old. So they're starting to do their thing. But I mean, lots of times it's you know, Dad, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> See, <laughs> help me with my shoe. I scraped my knee or. Something like that, where Sarah, you still got a little toddler in your hands. So Yeah, he's uh, and he's he is very energetic. So it's just Redmond, get off the table. Redmond, get off the piano. Please don't climb onto the island. So we're just trying to keep him from heights at this point. That's taking up most boys, of my time. I get that. I yeah. so get that. I remember grabbing Ben off the dining room table once just as he was about to fly off the top of it. Yeah, he, he just likes you. to run in a circle around it on the like on it and run in a circle. So I'm just worried he's gonna <laughs> slip, take in a corner too sharp. I don't know. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I have the two boys that are biologically mine. They the, they're complete opposites. So the one is more reserved, and I don't have to tell him so much what not to do. It's just more of a social aspects, like you know, mind your manners and. Make sure that you tell people thank you for the oldest one. The youngest one, he's so friendly and energetic that he just doesn't think. If you wanted, if you had something out that's hot, for example, like a pan, he'd probably be the kid that would go, what's this? And as you, he's asking you, he'd grab the handle and burn himself. So, yeah. or, you know, uh, he doesn't grasp the concept about why you can't talk to strangers or... <laughs> You know, just, and as a toddler, he was always the one that I was chasing. He was either super hungry and ate all the time to the point he'd make himself sick, or he's running around and falling and giving himself a black eye or however it would go. So it's, it's busy, but both of them, their personalities, regardless, it was just, 
it was a lot. <laughs> so I'm really excited for the fact that they are growing up and I can spend a little bit more time on myself and make those conscious decisions. And I know Josh and I are both looking at doing some dry firing ourselves uh, once we can find some time to make a habit. So, and that's the thing is putting yourself first and making that habit and making it a priority. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already figured out, today is our main topic of Ladies' Day. So we're just going to have a little powwow, talk about what it's like to be a lady shooter, and um, some little ins and outs and topics. So if you have any other questions or concerns, please feel free to send a little email or Facebook uh, post. I would love to hear more about it. I'll give you more details at the end of the show where you can do that. So how about we get started? So... Let's introduce ourselves uh, a little more properly and how long you've been shooting for and if you have a favorite style of shooting. So, Wanda, why don't you go first? Sure. So, I'm Wanda Hatch now. We got married uh, December 31st, New Year's Eve. Congratulations. So we're newlyweds. Yep. So George and I have, uh, so what is coming up to the fourth month there, I guess. Oh, congratulations. So, that's good. We've only been together for eight years, so. <laughs> only? <laughs> so it was about time. <laughs> I hear you. I hear That's you. Funny. And how long have you been shooting for again, Wanda? I know you've told us before. Yeah, I I started shooting when I started dating George. Uh, so like eight years ago, I, he would take me out to the range and I would do some shooting under his supervision. But I think I finally got my license, maybe. I got my RPAL um, maybe four years ago. That sounds about right. Yeah, I'm thinking it's like three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I got my license. And, um, and yeah, my favorite, um, I really liked the maple seed. I really, really loved that. I'd love to go back and do another one. Uh, it's physically demanding, so I'm not sure if I could actually pull one off. <laughs> it's a long day of up, down, up, down, up, mm-hmm. down. <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, uh, I'd love to do that again. And uh, But I really love the silhouette shooting that we did. Um, we did it to not last summer, the summer before. We went out to Guelph and did the silhouette shooting. And um, we were first introduced to it. Um, when we went to um, the charity shoot out out east, down east. Oh, uh, yeah, a few years ago. Yeah, just a, just a couple of years ago. And we were, we did it differently. They just set up the little target. So they're like little uh, chickens, pigs, turkeys, and rams. And uh, they're set at different uh, distances away. Uh, but they had them sort of just on a, on a. Like a two by four, like a bench almost. Like yeah, a railing. remember that? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes, I did. Because uh, I did it a few, when they had the shoot a few years after. Yes, yes. So, the, so we just shot them off a rail, which mm-hmm. was, which was fun, but it wasn't like the true silhouette shooting. So the true silhouette shooting, the chickens are nice and close, then the pigs, then the turkeys, then the rams are like, I don't know, like 400 meters away. I have no idea how far. Seems really far. It's really far. Like it's, they're Mm -hmm. big rams, but, but um, 
uh, it, it was so much fun. And it's just, there's a lot of satisfaction in, in hearing um, uh, your gun go off and then you hear the ping uh, of it hitting the metal targets, right? So it's like yeah. bang, ping, bang, ping. <laughs> it's nice to see them go down. It's like a carnival game. Like, yeah. The duck's going down. Yes. I remember because uh, Mike suggested I may have shot I may have hit the rail by accident, and that's why mine fell over. And that's why I that's because I didn't hit the targets. I hit the rail. That's but I've got a medal, and he doesn't. So I think I'm the better. <laughs> that's funny. Uh-huh. So yeah, we we did that. We we only went the once, and we had mm-hmm. planned on going again. And then um, something happened that year that we didn't go back. I think we went late in the season and we had planned to go back the next year. And then of course COVID hit and. No, we we were at the same one. I just remember that. I thought you were at the earlier one, but we actually were at the same one when Leo was. Yeah, we were at the same one down east. Yes. Okay. Shot the same state. That one was a lot of fun. Yeah. Two years ago, three years ago. 2018. Really? Okay. So three years ago. Yeah. And then, so then the next summer after that, was when we went to Guelph and did it at the Silhouette Range. And uh, and then we had planned on doing it last summer. And then, of course, COVID hit. And yeah. We weren't able to, to. But, yeah, I loved. I would love to go back and do that. It's hard because they won't let you use um, the the strap. The um, Yeah, the sling. The sling, yeah. They won't let you use the sling. And... Uh, um, so it's really challenging. So you've just got to sort of make a tripod standing as best you can with your elbow and stuff and and uh, and get your elbow just right underneath your arm there and stuff. But it was good. We, we had a good time. I would love to do it again. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Sarah? Uh, well, I've been shooting for almost nine years. It'll probably be nine years this September. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so Mike bought a 22. I remember going to the range and buying it with him. And they said you could go shoot it. And so we did. And that was the first time I ever uh, shot a gun. Oh, wow. I, and uh, I actually was like, oh, that's very nice. And you continue, Michael, and I'll stand here and watch you. And I didn't really <laughs> have any interest in it. And then yeah. we went to, they had a pumpkin shoot just after Halloween. So I guess a couple months later. And... They had a raffle for, oh, what was it? A Savage Arms 22250, and I, I won the raffle. So <gasps> oh, wow. I won my first gun, and then it was like, oh, this is my gun. Like, I was driving to pick it up, being like, do you think they'll give me cash for this? Like, I don't want it. You and, didn't have your pal then? Oh, no, I did. Oh, I you was did the, have your pal then? I was the okay. first to get my pal because oh. I was working in museums. And oh. you're told, get your pal, it's good for your resume. And if you do end up at a museum where there's firearms, you'll be the one that's able to handle it. So it looks good when you're applying for jobs. So uh, I got it. Mike came with me because he had always wanted one um, to get his pal, to get his license, maybe to try hunting. So he and I went the year before that or a couple of years before that and got our pals and then never did anything with them. And then a couple of years later, he wanted his 22. So went for it and yeah so I, I won the gun and they were like this is yours you don't get money this is the gun um yeah. so I took it home and I was like oh this is my gun I, I have a gun in the safe and it was like getting that sense of ownership of one that I think kick-started it like I felt more involved in it now I was more invested I guess uh, 
so that's kind of how it all started and it's been a, a long journey since um, but my favorite style to shoot is probably competitive right now like I don't really bench I don't do rifle I do like doing shotgun like doing trap with Mike um, but mainly my favorite thing to do now is competitive shooting like I-Core and IDPA those are the two ones that I compete in um, I also enjoy doing cowboy but I don't really have a lot of time to do it because um, it is an all-day multiple guns costumes there's a lot that goes into getting ready for cowboy that i just I unfortunately don't have time to right now yeah I it's it's cowboy. a lot of fun that was the first one i got into i got into mm-hmm. cowboy mike got into idpa he convinced me to go try idpa he's never tried a cowboy match yet he says he'll do that when he's retired <laughs> so oh <my> i haven't <laughs> been able to really shoot it that much in the last few years just because it is a lot more commitment than going to shoot like a two-hour idpa match so those are the main things that I'm more involved in and, and excited to shoot. I can't say that I've ever seen a cowboy uh, competition yet. It's a lot of fun. It's You dress up, you get to shoot your revolvers, your lever action, and your shotgun. So it's a lot of fun. Steel. It's just, and there's different stages, and there's a lot of fun designs, a lot of good ideas there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's very time-consuming, I find, for myself at this point. Mm-hmm. I've watched George shoot Cowboy, and it's it looks like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, it sounds like I'm the newbie in the group here. So I've only been shooting for about three years. I've only got my um, pal, what was it, a year and a half ago? And yeah, so um, was introduced to shooting and I kind of just kept going with Josh here and there and built my confidence up. And then when I finally took ownership for myself and got my pal, I was like, yes, I'm doing this. I'm going to go get this. And I'm, I'm, I was super stoked to do it. I had to do it on my own time. But yeah, so only three years. But uh, right now, really all I've done is planking for the most part, but I do enjoy the idea of competing. So I've been having a lot more fun uh, playing bullseye at our local club, uh, which is just a a small short round of of, uh, PPC shooting. And uh, what else do I like to do? I like to do the cross country shoots as well, but I'm definitely excited to explore and have a lot more fun and see what else there is out there for me because I think it's too new for me to say what my favorite is if I haven't done anything yet, right? Exactly. Mm. Yeah, it sounds like you guys have had a lot of fun out there, so got to give it all a try. So, well, I thought as a different perspective, I should ask you ladies to describe yourself or how do your friends describe you? Uh, Because I feel that, you know, women, we are individuals and there's all different uh, types out there. So some are uh, super girly or bougie, if you will. Some are sporty and tomboy. (laughs) I want to know a little bit more about you. So if I were to ask your friends about you, what would they say? So how about you, Sarah? Uh, okay, so I, I had a hard time with that because I couldn't even think of words to describe myself. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, so I definitely think I'm quiet. Um, once I know someone and I feel comfortable with them, I'm a lot more talkative. But I know like if I was in the office and we had new people coming in, it takes me a few days to like get to start speaking up. Um, I just like to get a lay of the land first. Um, I'm definitely a little too into sports sometimes. Um 
you can so not ask just, Mike about not that. Shooting or no, anything, anything and everything. All like right. I love baseball, hockey, football, curling. Sure, I'll watch it. I'll watch okay. anything on the sports network, and I'm I'm just always really interested to see how people are doing and what they're doing and things like that. I'm just I find it very interesting to watch. Um, I think a, su- a supportive person. I'm very much if someone has an idea, I see what I can do to help them with it. Or like in Mike's instances, when he, he needs time to dry fire, he needs to go. You know, he wants to go to these matches and things like that. Um, I'm definitely all for it. Tell him to go for it see what happens um and i'm definitely i guess a little bougie uh everything <laughs> i like everything a little fancy um Very if you good. see me on the range you know everything's purple and pink and glittery and if i can <laughs> make it fancy and and pretty and girly i will do it very good how about you wanda how would your friends describe you oh this is hard uh i'm definitely girly i am um um I'm very chattery I don't know I I giggle I giggle a lot I I I view the world with rose-colored glasses so I see the good in everything sort of thing so it it can be good and can be bad to see the world in rose-colored glasses but but uh for the most part that's that's me I think that's very good and actually I could relate to that 100% so I'm also considered uh, I think talkative nerdy sing-songy girly Um, I would say also insecure and gullible (laughs) I'm gullible too Amanda (laughs) me too yeah I mean definitely more as um, a teenager I or even I was thinking about it when I was like 11 or 12 and everybody's into what the boys were thinking about them. And like, I cared what boys thought about me, but at the same time, I was just more into my own world of pretend play and, you know, not paying attention to everything else around me, which is uh, in the sporting uh, um, lifestyle, you have to kind of pay attention to what's going on around you. So I find um, shooting has really grounded me quite a bit and motherhood has grounded me as well but I mean in general I it doesn't take much for me to uh, pick up a phone and call somebody and uh, that's part of my job so I, I can easily flow a conversation with most people uh, I do not like silence I hate spaces and that's the one thing about chatting with the boys on the podcast that has been my most challenging portion is they're more blunt like when they get talking they can talk but when I hear a silence I feel like something needs to be said so it's just like oh oh why is there dead air I don't like this and, but it's just the way that gentlemen work sometimes they need their silence and they don't need that void filled and I I find I'm very much need to fill it but in general definitely I can have a casual side as well but I like to do my hair. I like to do my makeup. I wouldn't say I like to do my nails, but, you know, I I, I like to make myself look like a girl, I'm sure. I, I love playing with my looks and having some fun with them. So That sounds great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you get interested in shooting? So, Sarah, I see you said mm-hmm. Mike. So. Yeah. Yeah, all Mike. 
It was, yeah, he was, he started working a job where he worked nights. And I think during that time, he had a lot of free time. Well, I think he, he was up, his sleep schedule was so out of whack. So he'd be up all night on the weekends when I'd be sleeping. So he started, oh, you've always, I've always wanted to try shooting. And then he just went down the rabbit hole and, and you kind of followed. You did all the research, watched all the YouTube videos, you know, read all the forums and this and that. And just, I, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to buy a gun. I'm going to get my 22. So he did. And like I said, I kind of got into it. Like I went with him to the range. I tried it with him. Yeah. I would go and like spot for him. Like he'd be trying to zero it in. So I'm like, okay, I'll watch the, I'll have the spotting scope and I'll, I'll tell you how far off you are. And then once I won that rifle and it was mine. And he was asking me if he could use my gun, that kind of thing. It was like, oh, okay, I have some stake in the game now. And that kind of got me interested. And then getting into pistols, that was, I found a little more fun. And he like, he bought these little wooden, I remember for Christmas one year, I got these little lizards, wooden lizards that you could hang uh, target clays off of on like a target board. So we could go to the pistol bay and shoot target clays because they would like hang on the target boards. So we'd have competitions and things like that. So that's kind of what got me into it. Oh, fair enough. And what do you think, uh, Wanda, were you the same? Was George your main influencer? Uh, George was, but you know what? At the beginning, like I did do some shooting and things like that with him, but it was very much George's sport. You know, I was just sort of there to watch. and, And a lot of times we would go to the range and I would just, sit on a bench and watch him shoot or whatever. It wasn't until um, I won a rifle. So that was, uh, and it was before I even got my pal. We were at a charity shoot. So when was that, Sarah? That was 2016. I was very pregnant. Yes. (laughs) And we won every raffle because they wouldn't mix up the tickets. We threw we were the last people to buy tickets. And so we put our names in and no one thought to mix up the things when they were drawing. So they reached and pulled the first one, which was Wanda or myself. People thought we rigged it because we were the ones selling tickets. Yeah, we were selling tickets. We were doing the registration and everything. (sighs) Yeah. Yes, I was insanely pregnant. So I won, uh, Amanda, I won a 12-gauge Uzcon shotgun, and uh, George took me out on the range and shot it, and I was instantly like, this is a big bang, this is awesome, And, um, and then it was after that that I was like, okay, this is my gun, but I couldn't possess it because I didn't have my my pal. <laughs> so I went and got my pal after that. And then, and then it was my gun. So that sort of got me interested. And then I bought my, my Ruger and, uh, and it's a, uh, it's a muddy girl Ruger. It's all pink and, and oh, uh, I love the muddy girl pattern. Uh-huh. I do too. I have a few. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and that's, that's all I have for now. I don't, I don't have a, uh, a lot, but George has a lot, so I just share his. Well, I mean, why not? If you're in the same household, you might as well, right? right? And why why spend the money on things that he already owns? So uh-huh, uh-huh. the way I look at it. Yeah. I I gotta be honest, I will say Josh was a huge influencer, but Josh was um just the opportunity that came around that allowed me to go and shoot. I always had an interest in it. And I hate to say it, movies were such a huge role in that 
like I saw Laura Croft or I saw, you know, super fantasy movies. Like, do you guys remember the Blade series at all? Oh, yeah. With yep. Yep. yep, yep. I, like, this is the nerd in me. I was just like, oh, that is so cool. Because you think about the actor, because I was definitely into theater and acting and uh, Broadway and all that kind of stuff, too. So I was thinking, like, that's what actors do. They get themselves into the role. They work out. They learn how to shoot. They learn how to do all these things. So it actually looks kind of realistic. Yeah. And yeah. I always wanted to be the really cool Laura Croft girl. Um, you know what I mean? Like she, oh, yeah. she's super sexy. She's super beautiful and and smart, and she has all these skills about her, right? That's and Angela she, Jolene's character, yeah. Jolie's character, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 She's one of the main series, but there was also a lot of video games that were made um, before and after that movie in particular. So I was also a gamer. So, I mean, that kind of, and when I played Street Fighter and stuff, I always picked all the cool, like, uh, oh, all, all those uh, female characters. So, like, in Mortal Kombat, I was songing out all the time because I'm like, I love her kick style. Like, just, she would do, like, this handstand and, like, choke out the, the character and yes. like, put them upside down. So, I was just like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. Like, I want to be that. I want to be badass. And... Mm-hmm. I always had that in me, but I never had the follow through ever. And uh, I never thought about how I could apply that in my adult life. You just think, oh, that's so cool and leave it. But then um, I was friends with Josh's family before we started seeing each other. So when we were chit chatting and I found out that he was a shooter, I was like, oh, I would love to shoot. So he reached out and was like, yeah, like, are you serious? Do you actually want to go? And I went, absolutely. And I remember the feeling I had and seeing that I hit paper on the target at 20 yards. And I was just skipping down the whole range, (laughs) ponytail and swing. And I was just so happy. And it was exciting. And that um, adrenaline that kind of kicked in, right? It was a lot of fun. And uh, I think it also came in because after all this happened after I became a mom. So I had that lull too, where I was like, Oh, what do I do now with my life? Right. I always wanted Mm -hmm. kids. I knew that, you know, career wise, I didn't, I had an idea that I wanted to be a working mom and I wanted to be a, um, provide for my family, but I never really had any major career goals. Uh, so after I had my family goals all completed, I was like, what do I do? I don't know what I'm like, who am I? And so when I did that time on the rage, I was like, this is it. This is this is part of who I am. Absolutely. I want to do this. I should have pursued this sooner because obviously I had an interest in it. I just never pushed. It, it just took somebody else who was into that whole world to pull me in, which obviously was a key point for all of us here is that we had to have someone who was already in it mm-hmm. to bring us in. So, yeah. you know, I, I think definitely. I think it's interesting. I was going to say that, like, I I don't know about Wanda, but I never thought like I always thought like that was cool. But like I never had an expressed desire, like never wanted to necessarily do it myself. But it wasn't until like I had ownership, like you Wanda were saying, once you had a gun, mm-hmm. once I want a gun, like, oh, yeah. OK, like 
I, I feel more a part of it now. And I think yeah. instead of like, because we didn't have, I didn't have that growing up because I wasn't around guns at all. Um, that once I felt like I had ownership in the sport, I could, I was more interested, like, Oh, it applies to me now. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. Very cool. Now, did you find that, um, I'm just going to sidebar here for a quick second. I'm going to pull a George. Um, <laughs> now, did you find that you had other hobbies before you decided to go into shooting or did you feel kind of like how I felt where you were looking for something, but didn't know what? Yes and no, I'd say. Um, like I, I always liked reading. Reading was my big hobby. Um, it's something I've been doing less of in the last couple of years, but mm-hmm. it was always reading reading or like crafting I loved doing crafts mm-hmm. scrapbooks that kind of thing mm-hmm. um but definitely when I got into shooting it was I was not like I was reading but that was about it yeah. um but I think I was still also like I was Mike and I had just turned 24 so we were also still younger and I think it was we were you know we were done school we had just started you know working the grown-up jobs and it was trying to you know, figure out, okay, what's my new life like? Like yeah. student life's over, transitioning into grown-up life. And yeah. so that that kind of, yeah, I guess in a sense, yeah, you're searching for things that you didn't do as a student. Because that's, you know, okay, what do adults do? Oh, adults go to the range. There you go. Yeah. What about you, Wanda? Uh, I always had lots of hobbies. Like, uh, I, I'm a big crafter. I love crafting. Um uh, whether it's knitting or crocheting or scrapbooking or making cards or whatever. Um, and I still carry that on uh, because George and I <laughs> don't shoot a lot. <laughs> so I uh, I like to keep busy. Um, but um, it, like I, I, it wasn't a sport that I was looking to get into until – George sort of introduced it to me. And like I said at the beginning, I was very much, this is George's thing, not mine. Yeah. And I would go with a book or something to the range and and just sort of watch. And yeah. it wasn't until I, I got my first gun that I was like, ooh, maybe. Yeah. Now, obviously, now this is something that we all do with our partners. So do you feel that it's another way for you to connect with your partners? For sure. For me, it is. It's something that we can do together that we have in common. Obviously, George isn't going to come craft with me. (laughs) So we have to come up with something that we both enjoy together. And and, uh, we enjoy camping and and stuff like that, too. And and shooting is definitely a sport that we do together that gives us a bond to talk about and stuff. Yeah, Um, I'd I'd say the same. Just especially uh, like we were, we would go every week, sometimes twice a week before we had kids. And then even after we had kids, it was still oh, all like, we'll bring the baby. We'll bring Lila with us because she'll sleep. And yeah. then <laughs> as the kids have gotten older, the last few times, just really because of COVID, we don't, we, you know, you're not allowed to necessarily bring the kids to the competitions. Um, and even before that, it was just, oh, let's just you and I go because I told him and before if like it got to a point when going to matches because I was wrangling Leela who's you know now wants to run around she wants to go shoot herself so she doesn't understand why she can't go and uh, help patch or anything like that like she can on like 
if we were to go with range just us, you know, we'll let her patch after we're done, but she yeah. can't, she doesn't. So she, she, we'd stay home and it was just too much to, I couldn't focus on the match and the kids. So I was like, okay, I'll just stay home or we have a babysitter because yeah. this isn't going to work. Um, yeah. So now it definitely, when I can go, it is definitely like, oh, no kids. We can just talk about like something. It's just something other that, that doesn't involve kids. Yeah. Something that's just us. Yeah. Well, I would 100% agree with you ladies there where that's kind of where my friendship, I always had a friendship with Josh, but that definitely helped to grow. And then when we decided to pursue a relationship together, that was a, um, a huge point for me because one of the things about my marriage breakdown was that we had nothing in common. Absolutely. Like whatever we did have in common was gone. And I felt like when I was to pursue a new relationship that having some of the same hobbies or, or uh, uh, just ideas in general of things to do that we would enjoy together was really important. So the fact that I can share this huge part that I know he's into and what I'm into, and I know he does more research than I do, but I appreciate that because that's his style. He's a methodical thinker and he likes to think things over he'll bounce ideas with me whereas I'm more creative and go with the flow and I I can bring a different perspective to him when he's thinking about shooting in itself so I really love that I can share that with my partner so uh let's look at what do you ladies wear at the shooting range and is there any specific reasons why you wear what you wear so who did we leave off with last? Let's let's go with Wanda. Sure. I don't um because my the shooting that I do is so casual, like I'm I don't do competitive shooting like uh, Sarah does. So I'm not I, I'm I'm not looking for something with pockets to shoot Megs in and out of and and uh um but I just wear comfortable uh usually jeggings is my go to sort of thing. Like just comfortable jeans that so if I'm getting down on the ground to sit to do some maple seed or laying down on my mat it's not um I don't care if I get dirty or whatever and um and uh yeah so just comfortable things uh I'll take a sweater with me and a short a short sleeve t-shirt or a long sleeve t-shirt depending on the weather and yeah I don't uh Winter shooting, obviously, you bundle up, and I just wear whatever's comfortable. That's always good. What about you, Sarah? Uh, I I dress very specifically for the range. Um, I like to go in the warm weather. I'm not so much a winter shooter or an indoor shooter at all. Um, so my wardrobe tends to lean summer, but I definitely always usually have pants or capris on. Um just coverage I don't want brass hitting me in the leg it's hot it burns um Mm -hmm. also the same thing I have to have a high neck shirt no v-necks nothing too low um because I've had brass go down my shirt one too many times I've got scars once again like maple seed I was scarred everywhere oh yeah I didn't have the right top on so now I even keep a safety pin in my range bag in case you know I'm not really thinking for whatever reason or I I have a 511 shirt that I love but it's a v-neck so I have to pin it shut because I'm sick of getting brass down my shirt uh so high neck has to be high neck um also with my pants 
um, I do need pockets because I do pretty much that's all I do now is competitive shooting. Mm-hmm. And even with throughout the age practicing, so, you know, I practice how I play. It's uh, Mike's golden rule. So I always have to have pockets to load store mags in. Um, so, and with IDPA, you have to wear concealment. So I have my fishing vest on. Um, and then of course, just like I have my, my ball cap keeps the sun out of my eyes and it keeps the brass from hitting me in the face. Cause I'm a flincher. So, you know, my guns often like firing the brass right back in my face and my, like the brim of my hat has like grease rings all over it from brass. Um, oh. and then of course my earmuffs and my glasses, you know, I'm very particular about those. I wanted them to be fancy. So my purple earmuffs, my shooting glasses <laughs> that look like regular sunglasses. Um, and then I like to wear running shoes, um, or hiking boots just for traction if I'm going to be running around or the terrain. Uh, I don't want to roll an ankle or anything like that. Um, and once again, I don't like to wear sandals because I don't want brass to hit me in the feet. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm, I'm still trying to figure this out as I've been discussing with uh, you ladies and in general because I feel like I do need pockets. Um, but leggings that I typically wear don't have, wear have pockets. And when I wear uh, skinny jeans or stretchy jeans, they just don't do it when it comes to the pockets. They're so tight that you can see all the outlines on them. And mm-hmm. not that that's always a bad thing. And half the time, there's no front pockets. Like, they're pretend pockets. Yeah. Because that's the problem with lady jeans, I find, is that everything's fake. So... <laughs> Pockets, you got a purse. Yeah. I feel like that's the method behind the madness. Oh, you don't need pockets, you have a purse. Yeah. (laughs) I'd still like a pocket. Thank you. Yeah. Your chapstick. Like I like to. I I, again, this is maybe where I'm a little more finicky. Is like, I think Josh went through my bag, my my range bag the other day, and he's like, "Why is there an eye pencil and lip gloss in here?" (laughs) I'm like, "Well, why not?" (laughs) <laughs> well, exactly, because I, you know, I'm very feminine, and I, I'm not saying I want to be covered head to toe in makeup and fake lashes, but, you know, I like to make myself look a little put together, and, um, you know, have a couple extra elastics, hairbrush, some perfume, deodorant, you know, I don't want to smell or look bad at all. What if and, you go out after? Well, right? well I guess you, you yeah. And I mean, I'm not a heavy makeup wearer. Like I tend to wear like a BB cream, which is kind of a moisturizer slash tinted foundation. So it's not anything too heavy because my skin doesn't need it. But I have enough that, you know, I like to do some touch ups and things like that. So same with my clothing. I'm the same way. Um, I have learned high neck. Like it doesn't matter if I think the V neck is is high enough it's not high enough it's never high enough I I've had the same problem where I've had brass go down my shirt and it got caught in my bra to the point where it scalded because I couldn't get it out yeah it was absolutely awful very uncomfortable um I'll typically wear though the athletic shirts uh kind of like the dry wicking material is what I'm finding works best but I'm having trouble finding a long sleeve that I like so I tend to wear the short sleeves of those um I'll wear a hoodie for the winter runners or hiking boots depending on the weather I have worn my rubbers when I go to the 
uh, like if it's like a wet, muddy slash snowy day. I do have some big Sorrel boots that I'll wear. Of course, like in the wintertime, I have no problem going out and shooting in the bush wearing my winter gear. That doesn't bother me at all. But you're bundled for that reason. And you wear your snow pants, you wear your winter coat, you do what you need to do. And I I was actually very particular too. It was funny that you said that, Sarah. My muffs are like a teal color. So I was like, I don't want black, but I don't want pink either. You know, that that was a problem that I was having when I was going to the range at first is like, if I buy pink everything, they're going to think I'm fake. And I cared so (laughs) much about what people thought about me. Um, But then I learned, I was like, I don't give a crap anymore. Like, if I like pink or purple, I'm going to buy pink or purple. But I always wanted things to look nice. And I do have a Money Girl uh, rifle bag. Yeah, I I love it. It's it's got mostly purple in it. And I flip Mm -hmm. it. It's a beautiful bag, and it has, like, a – not a velour, but, like, it's almost like a fuzzy inside, and it actually can float as well in case it does get – on. like, if you're going hunting and it gets caught in the river, it'll float and it won't sink. Oh, wow. Like, it's really cool. I love it. But I'm very interested in this fishing vest that you tend to wear. So it's just a regular fishing vest, or – uh, you could like Mike's vest. Uh, we always joke because they look like fishing vests. So it's like a fishing vest convention when you go to an IDPA match. Uh, Mike's vest is just like it just has to cover your holster because it's supposed to be concealment. Yeah. Um, so like you can't see that I have a gun on. Uh, so That's his not. vest, he's just like a regular one. I think he got it at Value Village. Um, mine was harder to find because my holster, I have an offset. So it it's lower. So oh. I have like a 511 one. I think I got it for our anniversary. Um, so but it's because it needs to be long enough. It's huge on me. So it's, it's heavy. It's warm in the winter um, for the, nice. you know, couple matches I shoot, but yeah. yeah. Well, good. Now kind of going into the shooting life. Now, do you share if you are a shooter to the public or do you keep, tend to keep it to yourself? And if you do share, what are the reactions that you get? So what about you, Sarah? Um, I I tend to tell everyone. Uh, like everyone I know, are like everyone who I already know knows that about me because they know Mike's really into it. So they know I am. Um, everyone I work with knows I am because I have pictures of myself shooting all over my desk um, yeah. or like Mike and I at the, at the range or anything like that. So, um, but I find it just comes out naturally. So if I'm well, I'm not meeting too many people right now, but uh, like when I was off on maternity leave and I was in a mom group, it was, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm going to the range. I'm going to shoot a match. Oh, what, what do you mean? And you kind of explain. And that's how it just kind of comes up naturally. And yeah. it either leads to like, that's amazing. That's so cool. Do you have pictures? Can you take me? Like, that's the second thing people say is, can you take me to the range? I want to do it. Um, and then if people are not interested, I have never had someone like, act negatively it's like oh okay that's interesting anyways and like we just move on so that's it's it's mostly positive or it's like indifferent I haven't had someone be like negative which is very nice because I'm definitely sometimes a little hesitant to share that because you never know um how people will feel about that and some people feel very strongly and if they want to that's their deal um they can do their thing but it's nice that I've never been like negatively reacted to it's always just most of the time it's excitability 
other bit of the time it's casual indifference. Yeah. I can, I can see that totally. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Wanda? Yeah, I'm the same. I, uh, we tend to share with everybody. We put it up on Facebook obvi- uh, most of the time when we do any sort of shooting. Um, so it's generally public knowledge. People that I work with know that I go. And like Sarah said, sometimes people are like, oh, that's cool. And other times they're, they're uh, can, I, can you take me to the range? I'd love to go with you. Um, I have had a couple of negative comments um uh not at i think at work i had one person that was just sort of really against gun ownership um but i had a friend that lived in toronto and i remember a couple of years ago i put up um george and i shooting the silhouette range in guelph and i shared it all over facebook and it turned out that it was the same day there was some bluer spadina gunshot stuff downtown Toronto and and this friend just sort of piped up and said said that was you know not well welcomed on Facebook because of that and I don't know you just kind of some people just don't get that owning a gun can be a lot of fun and it doesn't necessarily well, it, and it doesn't mean that we're violent, right? Like we just mm-hmm. like going to the range, shooting, putting holes in paper. Like it's just a fun sport and people don't get it if they've never been exposed to it before. And especially those that are really city dwellers and and uh, they don't uh, they don't get out to the ranges and or know anybody who have been out to the ranges. And so, yeah. you know, I, I don't, I've had a couple of negative comments, but. But uh, usually, usually I can sort of, you know, explain how much fun it is and, you know, what we're doing and, and they're, they come around. Yeah, I think you're right there, Wanda, that like you, you are definitely a more urban setter than I am. And so where I, the people I am around, the community I'm around, everyone hunts anyway. So Mm -hmm. like no one's that shocked. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, you do pistols. That's the part that intrigues them. Ah. But they're like, oh, yeah, I went hunting with my boyfriend or I went hunting with my dad like last week. Like it's not a a gun is not a big deal to them. The pistol part is cool because most of them are hunters. But mm-hmm. it's definitely I, I, if I was living like in Ottawa or Toronto or something, I could definitely see where it might not be as warmly received. Yeah. 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 I- I grew up in the urban center, but moved to a a small rural community where exactly that the hunting is more of a concept that is well known. However, having the clash between country versus city, I've noticed um, a lot of my city friends or city dwellers are not as open or just not as educated about yeah. it right it's usually I, an education thing right the only the only exposure they have to guns is what they see or hear on the news they okay. don't have any sort of awareness of the sport or anything right yeah I yeah I, I would agree with that completely so I've been trying to open myself up more to educating and uh, sharing with the world that this is what I like to do. And for the most part, again, I have been fairly well received. I notice when I say, 
if I was just to mention, oh, my friend's a shooter, then there seems, and it's a male, and who's looking at, you know, more of a, a left versus right concept, I notice that there's more of a negative undertone. But when I say that I'm a shooter, it's, oh, well, I never expected you to be like that. So why, like, why? They ask more questions, but it's mm-hmm. automatically when you say, oh, my my boyfriend's a shooter, my husband's a shooter, then I find anybody who's more, I don't want to say just left, but just in general uneducated about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that it's like, oh, and they, they categorize them as this type. Mm-hmm. And I have always tried to not have a type in mm-hmm. my, my, my personality. So I find I'm able to educate and help people, you know, have a little bit of a better understanding because of that. So I, but I find when you bring up males with other males, like, Josh is very quiet about it unless you bring it up to him, right? He's starting to open up more. But in general, for the first year of him shooting, he didn't like to tell anybody because he was afraid of what people would think. Uh, Because there are such strong oppositions of okay, not okay. Mm -hmm. And it's such, again, we're new at it. So it's, it's trying to find our place in the world, I think. Yeah. And, and and how and be more comfortable and being able to advocate for our right. I think too as if we're newbies and we're uneducated, we don't want to say something that isn't correct or, you know, maybe doesn't apply to everybody else. So I I mm-hmm. but I do feel as a woman I'm uh more well received, I think. Yeah. when it comes to talking about guns. So um but I have to say, in my community, I haven't seen a whole lot of female activity. So I was curious, do you have any lady leagues in your area or have you heard of any? I know that uh, the CCFR, uh, you know, they sell their uh, gunny girl calendars to support women leagues and and uh, all that. But I haven't really seen anything in my area. So I was just curious if you guys had any anything near you not for me I don't um do you know what I I was just sitting here thinking about it I don't think I've even been to the range without George no no I think I've I don't think I've ever gone by myself or with a friend to the range I I've always gone just with George so I don't um I mean outside of having a couple of girlfriends who I've made through the gun community um i i don't um i don't have i don't have much contact with women shooters no that's fair enough what about you sarah uh no there's no there's no league specific there is like the you know the usually like the ccfr i know hosts like a a ladies day at the range on the other side of the city so it's like an hour and a bit away i've never been to one of those uh but no there's no leagues like i went cowboy by myself and there were like there's other female shooters there but we don't have just a ladies only thing in my area that I know of okay yeah so it was just kind of the same here the only thing that we did have um that kind of validated my feelings about wanting to shoot was uh the Melvich and Rodden Gun did host a ladies day shoot 
and it started out with uh, a lady shooter who said, hey, you know, would you mind if I invited some friends? Could we? And they kind of encouraged that participation to get other members involved to lend their their guns out to be the safety range officers and to discuss uh, how to properly handle a gun, how to shoot it, and go ahead and do that. And then we had like a little bit of a luncheon afterwards. It was really cool. Obviously, COVID won't allow us to do that right now, but I would be really excited to do that again and will be encouraging my club to do so. But I was just curious if anybody had seen anything, because you're more, Sarah, you're more Ottawa way, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and we're more um, London. Like Southwestern. Yeah, Yeah, Southwest. Yeah, I'm London. Southwestern, yeah, exactly. So I would be curious if uh, any of our listeners have uh, any ladies' links that would love to hear about it. So... Um, so do you feel that people treat you different because you're a woman in the sport? Uh, <laughs> Wanda? Uh, uh, do you know what? I can't tell if it's because I'm a woman or because I'm a new shooter. But there definitely is a different um, feeling when we go into the gun shops or whatever. And uh, they direct conversation to George a lot of times when we're in there buying for me or something. Um, and, and I don't know if it's because I'm a new shooter or if it's because I'm female. <laughs> I can't tell the difference. So maybe once I get a little more experience under my belt and, and I'm a little more confident when I go into the shops and stuff or out to the ranges on my own, um, uh, maybe that will change. I don't, I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. Sarah's, ask Sarah. I bet you she's got an answer. <laughs> I'm sure. I sure do. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yes, they do treat me different. There's no ways around it. Um, I get ignored. Everything's to Mike. I'm sure. I think he's told this story before that we were, we stopped at a gun store on the way down. We were going for a family event. So like I had makeup on, but like, I like, you know, I wasn't in camo. So I was at the gun counter trying to get someone's attention so I could look. I was going to buy a pistol. Like I was I went to this store. I knew they would have it. I wanted to see it, handle it. And then I would buy it from them if I liked it. And like I spent 10 minutes at that counter trying to get someone's attention and they were fiddling around and or help someone else. They'd go find like they'd wander around. Mike comes up to be like, oh, how's it going? And like within seconds, they're like, oh, can I help you, sir? And I'm like, okay. And Mike's like, uh, no, but I think my wife would like some assistance. So oh, wow. did not yeah. buy a gun from them wow. because if I feel like I get poor customer service, I know it, I remember it, and I will not give you my business anymore. Yeah. Sorry. That's just the way things roll. There's other businesses out there. And if they're going to treat me better, I will reward them with my business. I'm pretty hard line on that. Um, but other times I will admit I use it to my advantage. Um, <laughs> Like, if I'm out on the range, I feel like I get underestimated a lot. Mm-hmm. And it used to kind of frustrate me, but now I just kind of use it. Um, maybe that makes me kind of a bad person. I don't really know. Um, but they're definitely, they'll give me, they're more lenient with me. They'll they'll speak to me nicer. Um, like, if Mike, if, like, I just see them choose some guy out for something. Like, Mike came to my very first cowboy match to help me and just to be there to support me. And he was just helping get my gear ready. Like, I was gearing up and he was just helping and uh, 
he, I walked away for a second. And so he was putting my stuff away and some guy started yelling. I'm like, oh, you got, you're late. You better hurry. Make sure you're signed. Like kind of tearing into him. And Mike's like, well, I'm not even shooting. But like, to me, they're like, oh, it's so nice to see you. Thanks for coming out. Like, <laughs> take your time. No rush. Like, so I'm like, oh, okay. I'm not going to rush myself. There was someone like Mike might feel like he had to rush that scenario because, you know, pressure on. I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to take my time now. Yeah, like, exactly. OK, I'm going to be comfortable. Like um, and I think it's because they want women out there. They yeah. know that. So they're definitely more lenient with with me. Um, I know they ask Mike all the time. Where am I? Will I come? I know. I think the IPSC group, they're trying to get me to join IPSC because they want more females out there. Um, and so I find they'll they'll sometimes be more accommodating, which is great. And I appreciate that. And that kind of that definitely is way over overwhelms or is way more positive and gives me a much better experience than like if I'm trying to buy something from a store and they keep giving me the runaround. Whereas I know Mike may have dealt with them at a different time and got like quick responses to emails or clear answers. I feel like they feel like they can kind of just fluff me off and ignore me because I'm not a serious like. I might not be serious or I'm buying it for my husband, that type of thing. Yeah. I have to agree with you 100% and especially in the retail aspect. Now I've had great service too. Don't get me wrong. And bullseye mm-hmm. was definitely one of them, but I did go to Goebbels. I had purchased a gun online actually. So I'd already bought it. Uh, but in the picture, I'm going to be honest and I'm a new shooter. Um, the stock looked white, almost white. And I thought, Oh, well, that's weird, but you know what? If it's white, I can dip it. Like, I'll have some fun with it. And then I get this, like, medium gray Ruger 10-22. And I show, um, that was my first thing was, hey, like, this does not look like the picture. And he goes, I said, it was white in the picture. And he's like, uh, we don't have any white ones. And I said, and I showed him the picture. I said, does that not look white? And he goes, not my problem. And oh, yes. Uh, and then I, it, it, another guy kind of stepped in and said, oh, um, I could see I could see why you might think that, but they just don't come in that color. It's just something in the Internet there. And I went, oh, OK, that's fine. I'll take it anyway. But in the meantime, I need a cleaning kit. I, I want a, a cleaning stand and I want this and I also need uh, three more trigger locks. And they're like, yeah, have a nice day. And I, I couldn't believe it because they already had their money. They handed me their gun and they were too busy to deal with me. And I was by myself. So I just went, nope, never again. Is that the I one in London? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one that one is, uh, they're like that all the time. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. Well, I didn't know if it was because of whether I was a newbie or whether I was a woman. Um, I kind of felt it was a bit of both. Right? I, yeah. You know what I mean? And I I don't like to be undermined. And but when I went to Bullseye, it was a totally different thing. I had I had to wait. They're amazing in there. Yeah, I had to wait a little bit because I was looking around. And but I kind of got the idea that they were probably waiting to see what I wanted. Mm. And then once I started asking questions, they bombarded me with wonderful answers. So Mm. I was really excited and I definitely would um, put my trust with them 100 Mm. Mm percent. But I. Yeah, I don't know. I just, and when it comes to shopping, I feel very intimidated and undervalued. Um, I do see the 
concept of, oh, you're a woman here. I am so excited that you're a part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be great to see more women around. But I I don't know about you ladies, but I have had a history of sexual abuse. Um, so I have a hard time determining when a gentleman is being friendly with me if what that reason is for. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And most of the, I would say most of them, it's great. But I had one experience with a gentleman where he was like really close to me, like too close, too close for comfort. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be the one who was the biatch in the situation just because maybe he was just trying to be nice. Right. And right. I, I had a hard time going through what the process would be if if they he took it like what what level was too far right that yeah, wasn't yeah. completely obvious for me yeah. so like it, they had lent me or they I was shooting they're like oh I let me go grab my gun and I said well no I'm just about done and I was literally packed up ready to go and he brings his gun in and he goes why are you leaving and I said, and well, yeah, I'm like, well, I'm done. I'm done. And he goes, well, I brought this just for you. I'm not going to bite. It's not like I'm trying to date you or anything. And That's weird phrases to use. Thank you. Yeah. Like, those are warning signs. Like, yes, exactly. Yeah. And then he ended up committing a couple safety protocol things that I was like, maybe he's just excitable. But one of the things was he handed me a loaded gun. Oh. And I'm like, you don't do that. No. No, no. So I was, but again, I was brand new. I literally just had been in the meeting where I was accepted into the club. So I'm like, is this like, I don't think this is acceptable. And I was by myself and I didn't know how to handle it. And then again, he was standing behind me, which makes sense because he's, the owner of the gun, but I felt like he was so close to my ear that he startled me. And I, again, I couldn't tell if it was over enthused or if it was, um, and it's trying to make an advancement without being too, uh, what's the word? Too brash, if you will. Yeah, but horrible. you know what I mean? So, yeah. but because I've had that history of, uh, uncomfortable situations with men, I had a hard time determining what was okay and what was not okay. So I'm coming to learn that this community is absolutely wonderful. They're very helpful and they just want you to be a part of it. Yeah. They're so excited to, uh, to have you a part of it and they'll do anything to show you like what you can do to enjoy it. Right. But I I personally have a whole bunch of red flags that pop up in my head because why are these men being so friendly to me? So I I personally have a hard time and I prefer to be with someone at the club. Now that I'm getting to know them, it's different. mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. I don't know. Have you guys ever felt that way? I haven't, thankfully. I would just think in that scenario, like if I were to find myself in that scenario, I'm just trying to think I'd be like, if I was a, a guy, would you stand this close to me? Yeah. And if I think the answer is no, then there's other issues going on. And like this situation needs to end right now. 
Yeah. Like that's just kind of what I'd be thinking. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. Like, could you, and, but I also, I also have no problem telling people, could you please take a step back if I, I, I don't know. That's just how I, I like space. I like my bubble. Yeah. And that's, Um, yeah, I, 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 most of the time I am like that, but because I care so much about being a part of this community, I let it affect my judgment 100%. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the only thing I would recommend to gentlemen is that you have never been in a lady's position before. So to be a little more mindful of the space, like it's absolutely wonderful that you want to be helpful and um, lend out your, your guns so that people can look at it or if they're willing to let you shoot it and, I, like I think that that's amazing because I felt so welcomed because of that. But mm-hmm. you know, you, there are certain levels of uncomfortable yeah. boundaries, right? And we don't want to be the one that has to tell you to back off. We don't yeah. want to be like that. We're, that's we're just, trained to be polite. Yes. Just yes. don't hurt anyone's feelings. Don't push it. Like, sorry, side tangent. I'm going squirrel now. Um, but I was <laughs> listening to a podcast last night at True Crimes and Cocktail. If you're into true crime and murders it's great I'm very much into it um and Mike was listening to me was listening to it with me and he was like okay maybe I just not my thing but I don't understand why you like to listen to these podcasts like it's all about murder and this and like how is that in entertainment Mm -hmm. and I said it's actually very popular among females in general like I've noticed I've read about how females really respond like like true crime that's the big thing now right all girls like true crime Mm-hmm. And he's like, why? And I'm like, because we're constantly running those scenarios in our head anyway. So it's kind of, yeah. you know, you hear your interest. Oh, what did they do? What did they not do? What can I do to not be in that situation? Like you're, you're constantly running those. And he's like, what would I really? do yeah, like, uh, yeah. yeah, like girls walking home from school have to walk. We teach little girls to walk with like keys in between their fingers for a reason. Yeah, like It's yes. just a different mm-hmm. mindset. It's a different position that we're in. And rightly or wrongly, a lot of us are running through those scenarios. Like, and he's like, yeah. Oh, are you still uncomfortable? I'm like, if I was by myself walking around at night, you bet I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, it's, not, it's not a nice evening stroll. It's a nice evening stroll with a little buzzing in the back of your head yeah. to, to watch out. Right. Yeah, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with being mindful of your situation and being aware, mm-hmm. but it's not fair that, we have to do it all the time but yeah. that's that's you're right we're programmed to be like that so yeah like perfect example we're in london walking home from a tour we had just done it was dark like london england um mm-hmm. so we're walking through the city and our hotel is on the other side of hyde park and i'm walking along the road and it's going to be the long way but i'm going and mike's like let's just cut through the park now i was like are you serious walking through the park at night and he's like, yes, it's fine. I'm like, no, we're going to be on the front page tomorrow. Like two dumb tourists got murdered <laughs> in Hyde Park. He's like, that's not going to happen. I'm like, <sighs> and like we ran through the park because I was, he, I'm not a fast walker. He'll tell you that. I don't run. But I was like, let's go. Let's go. Like, do not dawdle. Keep moving. Look around. We got to get through this park pronto. Wow. And you're braver than I would have. I would have been. Oh, I was t- like, the road. go, 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 go. But it was just like, I immediately was like, and I'm going to be murdered and dumped in the river. Yeah. And he's like, it will save 
20 minutes off our, it's like 10 o'clock, it's 10 o'clock at night, it'll get back to the hotel faster. Like we yeah. have two different mindsets rolling right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I definitely feel that 100%. So, well, I would love to encourage other women to be a part of the community so that I, I could share these experiences, you know, lady on lady. So, and I don't mean that in any crude way. I know what you meant. <laughs> I know what the boys would say right now. <laughs> my point is, how should women that are curious in the sport get started? Any any suggestions or little pointers? Um, Wanda, do you have any thoughts? Uh, uh, I guess. I think she would have to be pretty brave to do it on her own because um, it is such a male dominated sport. Um, I think it's better if you have a girlfriend that is already a shooter that you can go with or um, uh, or your partner to go with or like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, but I, I definitely would encourage it. I mean, Go go out to the range and go shoot and go get out with a friend or something who's already has a range membership and and their uh, RPAL or whatever and go shoot different stuff and and um, get excited about the sport. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Your thoughts, Sarah? Do you have anything yeah, to add I, to that? I have a hard time with it as well because, like Wanda, I think it's incredibly difficult to get into it um, on your own. And if you have a partner or a family member that's into it, that's a big help. Like mm. Wanda and I both, a lot of girls I know got into shooting because it was something they did with their their husband or their grew up with it. Um, also, gun clubs aren't that easy to find online. There's not a huge social media following for, you know, the the Milverton Rod and Gun Club or, you know. <laughs> so I think it it's difficult to know who to even get in contact with because you can't just it's not like in the states where you could go rent a gun at a range if you're like yeah I want to try this you, we don't really have that option in too many at too many places here so um, you can you know follow the different shooters on social media and things like that but to make that step from online you know reading the forums watching the videos that kind of thing to in person I I'm not sure uh, Mike I asked Mike actually about this because I was really stumped and he. He gave me a good answer. He said to, if you wanted to get into competitive shooting, to contact the match director, because a lot of times their contact information is listed. So if you wanted uh, to try something like i you could go to an i website. It would list the match directors. And then you could contact said match director and say, I'm interested in trying this. Do you, Or do you have any other female shooters that might be willing to meet with me or, like, help me? Because mm-hmm. he, like he was saying, if someone emailed him asking that he'd be like oh 100 percent like my wife i know this girl i know this girl um so i thought i didn't come at it from that angle so i thought that was good but still it's it's hard to make that step from like you amanda you were interested you were curious but to make that that leap without the encouragement to do it on your own it, it's hard mm-hmm. i 100 percent agree with you there um the only thing i found in the last couple of years because i've been helping the club with their online um, status because before it was kind of taboo to have a Facebook page yeah. or to share. Uh, whereas now social media is the, the firm grasp of everything. So, oh, especially during COVID, we've had a huge amount of people reach out 
because they found our page and were able to say, hey, are you accepting members? Uh, you know, how do I apply? Um, where are you located? I'm finding social media is making it easier than what it used to. Uh, but you're right. It's it's making that. I think you need to do the research, even though it's, it is very scarce because you're right. You can't just rent, but it'd be good to at least contact the club because if you let them know I'm a new shooter and I don't know um, how to get started, those members right away, male or female, are going to tell you exactly how to get started because they are so willing to get new shooters going and, and building the community that they'll help anybody that they can. I know at least my my club will, 100%. They're, they've been very welcoming and educating and they, they want to build the community and share what it is that they love with each other. So uh, it doesn't hurt to reach out to a club or, or do some research and see what's out there. But um, the main thing I've noticed, again, male or female, is the referral system. So ask your friends, do they shoot? Because they may not talk about it, uh, but once they realize that it's a safe space for them, they'd be more than happy to share that with you. Or even if you get started with archery and then usually someone in archery will know where um, a range is. You know what I mean? Like if it's not together, it's usually kind of coinciding one or the other. So um, do your research. Uh, definitely don't be afraid because there are so many people that would be willing to help you. Just take that leap and... Um, I will say it is hard though. So if you can find a friend to do it with, that is the best way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think. But they're very excited about like generally the gun population is very excited about women coming shooting. Yeah. Like they're very encouraging about it. Like, Oh, totally. Totally. They, they love having uh, lady shooters and I'm seeing more and more like there's spouses that are members but they don't necessarily come because they think, oh, it's just the guys that are going. But if they, again, social media, I think, is helping with that to say, oh, look at, there's a family of four who participated yep. in the archery range, right? And, oh, and this family over here, they went and did the cross-country shoot. How cool is that? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's allowing us to be able to share what we love, um, and that makes people a little bit more um, intrigued. I think, but yeah, you know, uh, definitely important to to share. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. I just lost my notes. Gotta love that. Uh, let's see here. Biggest shooter pet peeve. Someone's gotta have something. What do you think, Sarah? My, do you have a pet yeah. Peeve? My, yes, I do. Mine personally is. Um, finding clothing is hard. Um, that's, you know, nice, feminine. I like to look nice. Um, that's also not crazy expensive. Like you said last week, the the 511 range tights are over $100. Yes. So, mm. like, that that's was crazy. big. Like, I thought about that purchase for months before I made it. Um, yeah. um, and so, most, and it's just, I understand. They seem to think that women don't do that and I I know probably statistically it's still a very much male dominated sport 
Um, but it would be nice to be able to find things that don't cost an arm and a leg. Um, also, just equipment is not necessarily made for the female figure versus the male. Um, we, so that one I can I have some hard time with um, to, to find equipment that will work for me. I will definitely agree because, again, like you can be simple and just wear comfortable clothing like what Wanda does. But when you're looking for something specific, um, maybe that um, enhances your assets, if you will. But you <laughs> want it to be durable. Uh, I was actually doing some reading and the cl next closest thing is like equestrian pants, riding pants. Yeah. Um, because they have like the knee protection, they have uh, the pockets and the belt loops, which I thought, because that uh, talking about the belts, I was like, oh yeah, I have to wear pants with uh, belt loops. Yes. And I'm like, I need a good pair, and that's why those tights look so awesome. But again, the equestrian pants are not cheap either. No. And I, I, I hope that they live up to their reputation for wear and tear, because the thing is, women's clothing in general is made to fall apart. It yep. really is. It's It costs three times as much to purchase it. It's probably a third of the price and a third of the quality as men's clothing in general. I don't know. I, I, I would say that. I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely... Um, uh, a pet peeve of mine as well. I also find, I don't know about you guys, may, it's, maybe it's just a long hair thing, but when the brass gets in my hair, oh. Oh, I've never had that happen to me. No, my hair's really thick. So even if I have it in a ponytail, it'll like get caught in like the creases of my hair. Like if I, unless I like slicked it down so smooth. But even so, I don't like to do that. Um, it'll, like, catch in the bumps and it'll, it'll like, fall out of my head at random times. I can't stand that. And I can't find a hat that I feel comfortable with that I can have my pony up high enough. I oh, think. Yeah. I like, you know what yeah. I mean? Because my head yeah. is, like, I've seen those ponytail hats. And they look cool, but my head's too big for them because I'm a big, tall girl. And my head is probably, on average, the size of a average male's, I would think. So I can't fit the small little ponytail hats. It drives me crazy. But I like to have my hair up and out of the way. I like it pretty when it's down, but it's not feasible at all. Because, again, brass just flows into my hair. Mm -hmm. I don't what about braids could you braid your hair um I can do just regular braids yeah but I can't that's... do french braids on my own head oh, God, um, no. <laughs> no no I couldn't do that like but I could do like put it in a pony and then braid it but it's still gonna get caught on the top of my head like they still yeah. like the brass kind of flows in there so that's why I do like to wear a hat just kind of tends to keep it out of my hair, but just putting my hair up, up high. The only thing that seems to work well is my knitted cap that has a ponytail hole. So mm -hmm. I'll throw that on, but that's only good for the winter time. And it's not really great for my ear mouse. It's, it's no, hard. I, I can't get a good um, suction over my ears. So, and I have really thick hair. I don't know about you guys, but my hair no. is ridiculous. So I can't, 
it's always falling out and because I have so much of it and I break my elastics all the time. So, I have my I def- hair all cut off this year. I don't even know what I'm going to do out in the range. I never even thought about that. Probably a soft headband. Yeah. I like can't, uh, yeah, I can't do ponytails anymore. So. No. no. Well, you'll bobby pins and probably a soft, like, all-around headband will be. Yeah, that would work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, luckily, my hair, lucky, my hair is not thick. I wish it was. Um, But. So I, I can put a hat on with relative ease, but I know when I was shooting cowboy and I had to wear a cowboy hat, I'd put my hat on and then I'd braid so that it was out of my way. Yeah. Um, and that it wasn't like stuck in my hat. So that's, oh, that's, that's the only solution I have for you. <laughs> no, no, that's fair enough. It's, it can be uh, a little difficult. It depends if I have yeah. layers or not, how, how the hair sits. But right now, since nobody can get a haircut, it's just big, thick mop on my mm-hmm. head. So, cannot wait for the salons to open back up. But I'm trying to think if I have any other pet peeves on the range. So far, I noticed that my my competing attitude isn't all that great. I'd like to change that because I, I don't feel as confident. So, when I wasn't shooting as well at the partisan uh, rifle shoot, I... I found myself agitated until I could count my 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 score and see how it was doing. But during it, I was so flustered. And when they're like, oh, good job, I'm like, shush, I don't want to talk to you. And I, I don't know. I think it was just confidence, I think. And I didn't like that. I felt that way. I wanted to be able to relax and enjoy it like everybody else seemed to be doing. So, yeah, yeah but I can't oh. say any other pet peeves, though. Yeah, that that will definitely come with time because I know when I first started doing competitions, I was so nervous um, that I would be like, I'm going to vomit every time I would have to shoot no, my stage. No. Um, so, and I just do it and get it over with as fast as I could, like point the gun down range, pull the required amount of pull the trigger the required amount of times and don't get DQ'd. And that's all I was trying to do at the beginning. And then yeah. after a while it, it comes. But guaranteed probably half the people there were not as relaxed enjoying it as you thought they were they're just pretending (laughs) they're all pretending they're all pretending they're all frustrated and analyzing every little move fake it till you make it amanda that's what i do (laughs) that's a that's very good advice now i see mike had a wonderful question i loved it so he asks what makes shooting as a woman different what are some of the technical challenges that you face that uh, maybe men do not realize and then part two of that question what can people do to accommodate these differences when they're trying to teach you to shoot so Sarah you had a really good point there if you wouldn't mind sharing that with us oh sure yeah so um it's a, a really basic one for me is our equipment's different um I'm coming at it from a competitive viewpoint but since it's such a male-dominated sport, the ROs, the match directors, they all tend to be male, and they don't realize our equipment might be different. Um, and I've had a couple different experiences at matches where an RO is trying to tell me that my holster is illegal because it's a drop-off set. And in IDPA, those aren't allowed for male competitors. But for female competitors, we are allowed to have a drop-off set. Um, so they're trying to tell me my holster is illegal and I'm going to like get a DQ type thing. Uh, but luckily, Mike's got a rule book on him. <laughs> and like I tell them, I'm like, nope, this is legal because I am a woman. Women are allowed to have a drop off set. If you check the rules, you will see that it's allowed. 
And they're still like, I don't think so. But then Mike comes up with the rule book and he's like, right here, this page, because he was trying to do it um, to me and another girl in our squad, one of my friends. They're like, yeah. oh, that's an illegal holster. And we're like, no, we we swear it's legal. Yeah, Mike comes up him. with the rule book and shows it. He's like, see, right here, women can have drop offsets. And they're like, oh, OK. Like, Good for him. So yeah. what can you do to fix that? Just review your rules or realize, hey, I wonder if there's like there might be differences. I realize it doesn't come up that often and mm-hmm. that not every woman does shoot with a drop offset. But for the way I am shaped. I can use a drop offset and it is much easier and it's safer for me to use a drop offset because if I don't have it, I can't see my holster. So to reholster, I like I wouldn't be able to see and that's not safe. So ah. that's why I, I, I take advantage of that rule. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just trying to pull up exactly what a drop off holster looks like because I can't. It's like a holster. So you have your holster. Yeah. And then what you get is a little like it's like a like a clip or a clamp for your belt that you can put over your belt like you would a magazine, like okay. a magazine pouch. Um, and so and you put that where your holster would usually be and it actually screws to the top of your holster. So it just gives you a little bit like a good like maybe two inches extra uh, space. Between okay. your belt. So it, it just lowers your holster by about two inches. In most uh, gotcha. cases. And then it also juts, sometimes it can jut out a little bit because you're not supposed to, in IDPA, have the holster angled towards your thigh because then you're muzzling yourself. Yeah. Um, so what it does is it kind of juts it out a little bit so that when it is clipped on, it's not pointed in, it's still pointed straight down. So it's a little bit off, further off your body than would usually be allowed. And that's so it's, it's good for curvy ladies. So. Yes. Yeah, so like as a curvy lady, you would appreciate that because... Mm-hmm. A regular holster is a going to point inward at your thigh. Yeah. B, it's going to be harder to see. I, me especially, if anyone's ever seen me, you know why. Um, but the drop offset keeps it away from the body and puts it into a more visible location for you for reholstering. Yeah, I, I see one here with a little bit of a thigh strap on top of that. Like it's it's the drop down holster, but then there's like a secondary strap that goes around the thigh. I do like. Uh, that. I don't have that on mine. Um, no, I, no, not my most recent one. I got it from Red Hill Tactical and they have just it's a metal plate that clamps onto my holster and then or onto my belt and then screws into my holster. I'll gotcha. send you the picture because um, yeah. it's really hard to describe. No, no, I'm <laughs> seeing it here. Like I see some without the strap, but then I see a couple that do have a strap that go around the thigh and kind of like right around the the crotch area which I don't know how comfortable that'd be, but I would think I would feel more secure with it because it's dropped down. You don't want it flailing everywhere with your legs moving around. So it was just what a thought that I had. That's really cool. I like that, but good for, good for Mike to bring that little rule book. And I can see how that listen to him. Yeah, of course. course. (laughs) Naturally, you know, uh, unless you were the one who brought the book with you. Right. But he might as well do it. Yeah, if I had the book, they may be more realistic with me. But both times, Mike's, I think one time I told him it was fine. And then he was still hemming and hawing. And Mike, when he went up, he's like, I've got the book. It's legal. And they're yeah. like, okay. Well, I, I could see that. Wanda, what about you? What do you think makes shooting more difficult for you as a woman? I don't have a lot. I have, like, for medical reasons. Like, I have um, a pacemaker and defibrillator in. 
Okay. So for that reason, that's on my left chest. So for that reason, I can't shoot left-handed because the recoil could damage, right? So I have to shoot on the right side. And um, uh, that's the only... The only thing that I've really had to do differently in there for health reasons, not because I'm female. Okay. Yeah, I can't really think of anything that I've had to do with that's different than George. Well, I know when I was first learning how to shoot with a handgun, um, her name was Kathy, and she was saying that women tend to lean back more, uh, pull their shoulders back because of the weight of their chest especially heavier chest women. So you tend, uh, when women are first learning to shoot, the first thing that they do is they pull their shoulders back when you're supposed to lean in a little bit. So I know that was a factor of something that I was learning, and it's taken me a while to readjust and kind of hunch over a little bit more to get get that more firm stance. I also know that... uh, there are certain rifles and guns that I have a hard time holding up because I'm not as muscular up in the arms. Uh, I mean, that's yeah, not that's true. a woman thing. That could be just a, I'm not as strong up in the upper area. Um, yes. But the only thing I will say is also my small hands. Like I have decent sized palms, but my fingers are really short. So uh, if someone hands me a handgun with a big grip on it, then I can't maneuver for the safety or the to drop the mag. I find it's a lot more difficult. And uh, I would have, I know that a lot of the guns have different grips that will accommodate, but um, my boyfriend obviously has like, he has the biggest grips on all of his guns right now. Like the Victory is a good gun for me and I, I enjoy using that. But his uh, Grand Power, it has the largest grip, and I find it very hard to maneuver. I like trying to do anything with it. So um, I guess just be mindful of what you do have for equipment, because I know learning from Josh's A22 as a 22 rifle, I was like, you know, it's a nice gun, but it's extremely heavy and I didn't want to compete with it or I, I, I knew because of shooting that rifle that I wanted something a lot lighter and uh, just being a little more mindful of what you're, if you're going to show somebody or teach with somebody to keep in mind the weight and also the size of the grips, I guess that's the only thing. Um, My height, I don't have a problem, but I know Sarah, we had this conversation privately that, you know, when you were competing, uh, you felt like you had to kind of almost stretch up a little bit more. Yeah. (laughs) Again, that's part of the competition. So some people have to duck, you have to stretch. So yeah, there's disadvantages at both ends of that. (laughs) Yeah, no. One thing I wanted to try, though, was that um, center of gravity challenge uh, men versus women have you guys seen do you guys watch tiktok at all no 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 okay well the main thing is you basically put your like you go on your knees and hands and knees and you go on a 90 degree angle then you go and put your elbows down and then you put your hands behind your back 
apparently men have different form of center of gravity, so they automatically fall to the floor, whereas women can keep their leg, their arms up and stay in that position. Um, look it up if you can. But I wonder if our center of gravity would also have a, an aspect in how we handle our guns as well. So I would like to speak to an instructor and see if there is any differences. That's, That's interesting. It is. Yeah. Just, it, and it would make sense. We have to carry our weight different. We're shaped different. You know, it doesn't mean that everything gets affected, but just to be slightly mindful that we may not be able to do it the same way you do. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Any other thoughts on that, guys? No. No? no. Uh, have I missed anything? Uh, I, I don't think so. No? Oh, no. my goodness. Look at this. An hour and 49 minutes. Look at us go. <laughs> Well, Mike said to let it run, so I let it run. Yeah. So I want to thank you, ladies, so much for joining us today. Oh, thanks and for having me. No, yeah. it was great. I would love to uh, get chatting with you ladies more, and maybe we could do a more in-depth uh, follow-up, especially if our listeners have any feedback, questions, or comments. Please send them to host at newshootercanada.ca our Facebook page, or in our comments section of our website at newshootercanada.ca. Uh, don't forget to like us on Facebook and leave us a comment and rating on iTunes if you can. Um, uh, closing comments. This was just really nice to bond with you both, and I'm really excited to hear that I'm not the only girly girl <laughs> in this situation. <laughs> well, you know, we, we all have our hobbies and our own ways of life, but, you know, we can still come together and do something fun. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. So any shout outs this evening? Uh, oh, my shout out is to you. Thank you for having myself and Wanda on. It was lovely to have a, like you said, have a nice chat with uh, fellow female shooters. Um, so I appreciate that. Um, and then also, uh, I just want to say thanks to Mike, because he's always encouraging me to get out to the range for practice or matches and offering. I'll watch the kids if you want to go alone, but I always just want to go with him anyway. So thanks, Mike. I, I got to thank Mike for that, too. Yes, thanks, Mike, for encouraging us to get together and do this. I, you know, we're always trying to brainstorm for ideas. And he was like, yeah, we should do a ladies conversation. I'm like, yeah, I'll get right on that. And then uh, I, I, I love his enthusiasm and I love that he wanted to encourage this. So uh, thank you to Mike for um, bringing on the idea and encouraging us all to push our limits and do something different. So Wanda, awesome. do you have any uh, shout outs? Uh, I think Sarah stole mine, like just uh, to you for inviting us and uh, and to George for getting me excited about the sport and Thomas always uh, adding so much to my to my uh, new uh, hobby and he's um, he's uh, done some modifications to my guns for me so that uh, it's easier for me. He put a trigger on an easier trigger on mine and and uh, a few other things so yeah to the whole new shooter gang thank you so much yeah those those boys have been really helpful they are full of knowledge and i really appreciate their enthusiasm mm -hmm. really great guys thank you so much and wanda why don't you take us on out 
Uh, okay, so take your lady shooting with you. Sarah, do you have yourself a tagline? Oh, I think it's, um, I'm trying to remember the one I used before. It's like, I think it's half a shooting is looking good while doing it. Or half the fun of shooting is looking good while doing it. I love that. All right, and mine is go ahead and shoot like a girl. Oh, that's a good one. I love it too. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or feedback you may have, or if you just want to call shenanigans. You can contact us at host at newshootercanada.ca or through our Facebook page. The way they look, I like the shiny steel and the polished wood. I don't care if they're big or small. They're for sale till I want them all. I like guns. I like guns. I like guns.